This is the Simi Sarah Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. All right, 1218 on a, it's only Tuesday, Parenting with Tim. Well, it is Tuesday, and that means Tim is here because it's the Parenting with Tim segment. This is when we do it, yeah. Huh. Well, we're talking about how do you tell your kids bad news? Global issues. Kids see things. I think even more so now. Kids hear things and see things. They probably have a lot of questions. I imagine a lot of kids are probably going to come home from school today with a lot of questions about what happened uh, in Belgium. Well, I know uh, teachers, you know, they they confront it in their own way. They allow kids to ask questions and they try to answer them however they can. But for parents at home, you know, I mean, we... I mean, I have two small kids, and we don't often. I mean, they're they're quite young. My oldest is is not quite four yet, but you know, so the the idea of you know war and terrorism, things like that, that ha- hasn't entered his world yet. But I do worry about explaining these types of things to him, and how how do you how do you do it? How do you explain that people would would hurt each other and things like that? I don't. It's uh, it's yeah, it's hard. It's it it's you don't want them to feel like you don't want them to be scared right but, you know but also you don't want them to to think that to discount it you know you, you don't want to say oh that's just it's not the other side of the world it would never happen here it's, you don't want to create this like idea that those people are separate from you i mean they're still people well yeah still... you can't tell your kids that because you don't know that and then what happens if it does happen here then yeah. you're a big fat liar <laughs> Well, I mean, lying to your kids is a tradition among parents. So, I mean, that's that's not a that's that's not a terrible idea. Uh, but no, I, I, yeah, it's it's certainly a, it's certainly a difficult time. And I think you're right. I think there's going to be kids who pick up, just pick up on the vibe that there's something wrong, that something's going on, whether they see it on the news uh, or you know they their kids who who you allow on Facebook or, or social media or whatever, or, or like you say, maybe they, maybe they have a conversation at school. Now I think most schools are in spring break today, but um, if they did have a conversation with their friends and it sparked other questions, you know, how do you talk to your kids? And I assume it, you know, it really depends on, on the age of, of your kids, but yeah, it, it's, it's, this is the, this is the time where things, things are difficult. I mean, my son who like say turns four in, in, in a month or so, he was really upset when I told him dinosaurs were extinct. Really? Just hmm. like really took it hard. And so I'm, I, can, I, imagine, I can't imagine how he would handle this, this type of news, you know, when, when things, are, when things are, are real and they're real people and, and, you know, the consequences are very real. I, I don't know that would, would a kid that age really get it or even need to get it. Dinosaurs being extinct is one thing because kids are reading books with yeah. cartoon dinosaurs. Yeah, They're seeing no, movies with dinosaurs. Right. I remember being a kid and uh, being very thankful that the, um, I think they were called the Xylons on Battlestar Galactica. Because when you're a kid, yeah. you think everything is real. Mm-hmm. And I, I was probably only four years old, but I remember sitting in the family living room watching Battlestar Galactica petrified because I thought these big metal creatures were out there and real. And then when my dad explained to me, no, it's just a television show. Those are make-believe. I was so relieved. Okay, I can go to bed now and I don't have to worry (laughs) about these mean monsters. But kids, kid, there is there, especially at that young of an age, kids don't get what's real and what's not. So dinosaurs being one thing, does a four-year-old really need to know the ins and outs of the Brussels bombings? No. Probably not. Yeah, no, and you're, pro- you're, you know, you're probably right, but I, you can't help but think about these things and how you might, uh, might tackle them in the future. How, how, when is the right age? You know, when is, if, you, if you start talking to your kids about, 
you know, helping people whenever you can or, or just sharing, you know, things, things like when you start expanding their world outside of your house and you start expanding it to, you know, your community, your school, your, your city and your country and what that, those, what those things mean. When do you start having these conversations then? When, when is it appropriate to talk to your kid about war or about terrorism and these things? And I don't, I don't know the answer and, but I, you know, I, it's these are the types of things I think that weigh on 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 parents. When when is the right time and how? What's the right um, message to to send? Let's take a break and we'll open up the phone lines because it is a good question. At what age do you have to be more blunt with your kids or let your kids know what's going on in the world and and not sugarcoat it? Tell them, look, there are terrorists. There are groups of people who just want to do bad things and explain it to them that way. And up until what age, what age do you shield them and, and maybe just give them a little bit of the information? And, and then how do you tell them? How do you decide how to deliver bad news? We'll open up the phone lines, so give us a call, star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898, and 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. More Parenting with Tim when we come back. It is Tuesday, which means Tim Dickert is here, Parenting with Tim, every Tuesday. You really do this every Tuesday? Yeah. Every Tuesday, doling out the advice. Uh, well, it's not so much advice as a conversation about parenting, because I'm, no, I'm not an expert. Right. All right. I'm, Everyone's I'm, a little bit of an I'm expert. I'm mostly stumbling around in the dark, <laughs> hoping for the best. Well, we're talking today about how do you give your kids bad news? How do you explain terrorism? How do you take a situation like what we're seeing in Brussels, and if your kids have questions... How do you answer them? We've opened up the phone lines, and Chris is on the line. Chris, good uh, afternoon. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm not too bad. Um, no, I just flipped you guys on, and um, it just resonated with me. Uh, I got a daughter in grade six. And she's 11 years old, and just this past year, they, uh, they were discussing 9-11 in their, in their class, and they actually showed them footage of, uh, of 9-11, and... And when she came home and told me, I was kind of, I don't know if I was more upset or, or, or glad that, that it was kind of brought to her attention, but she became a little bit, a little concerned. Even uh, the thought of, the thought of flying, uh, it frightens her now. Um, sadly, it, it's a reality in our, in our society these days. I mean, it, it seems like every, every month or so these things are happening. And, and Tim is right too. I, I mean, I don't really have the answer. There's no, there's no guide to parenting, you know, but these things are a, are a harsh reality in our, in our society these days. And it's getting tougher and tougher to, uh, to explain to your children that there are some, there are some wicked, wicked people out, out in this world that are uh, out to hurt. And uh, it, it's very disturbing. It, it's a challenge for, for today's parents. All right. Uh, Chris, thanks for your call. appreciate you sharing that story with us. Thank you very much, guys. I'll keep listening. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, that's another thing. When kids come home from school, and again, your kids are still young, but yeah, they come home from school, whether they've learned something, like in this case, or they've heard something on uh, the, the the schoolyard, and they want to more quite more answers about it. Yeah. And I think uh, I think Chris's feelings there of, of being glad he saw it, but also like upset that he saw it is, is probably a common feeling. I, I I can, I can just imagine trying to explain this, you know, because I want to. I believe that people are good, right? That most people everywhere have are, are good, have good intentions. So how do you how do you resolve those things that you've told your children that people are good and that you should help when you can, and and also that there are the, there are those people who who aren't who, who want to do evil and who do bad things and it's uh yeah it, it's it's a difficult thing and I think 
it's one of those things. It's it's specific to each kid and each parent and how you handle it. But uh, I can't imagine it, it. It's easy for anybody. We'll take a break for the news headlines to the bottom of the hour. When we come back, more parenting with Tim. We'll keep the phone lines open as well if you want to join the conversation talking about how do you tell your kids about bad things that have happened in the world. More on that after the news. We will continue to bring you updates on what's happening in Brussels, a series of raids taking place as they investigate the terrorist bombings from earlier today. More than 30 people killed, hundreds injured. And uh, that story is still very much unfolding. We're also going to bring you the very latest from Ottawa. The federal budget will be headed our way in about 25 minutes. The lockup will end just after 1 o'clock our time. So we will bring you all of the highlights from the budget, specifically what it means for us here in B.C. But for right now, we are continuing Parenting with Tim. And we're talking about because of what's happening in Brussels, because of what we've seen in the past few months, how do you tell your kids about evil in the world, about why somebody would detonate a suicide vest in an airport, in a metro station? Then the next time you take your kids on on the Canada line, on SkyTrain, are your kids fearful? Uh, Like the caller said, his daughter was afraid to fly after learning about 9-11. I would think as a parent, the right thing to do there is to explain it's not unsafe to fly you're you're although then you could go the other way saying you're safer in an airplane than you're in the vehicle then the kid's not going to want to go to soccer practice next (laughs) time they don't want to get in the car again yeah Yeah. i it's i it's uh, it's hard i mean there's we don't see it every i mean we see it every day but we don't see it in our own lives the 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 dangers i guess the the bad things that happen all over the world you know it's separated from us so we're not living it every day so it's it's it makes sense that kids don't see it until until they get a bit older. Um, but yeah, it's I'm I it just like all day I've been kind of thinking about how I would tell how I would tell my kids. I mean, when they get a bit older, how do you how do you have these conversations? And their conversations, they're bigger conversations. They're conversations about uh, about kind of good and evil and what that means and how does that? It's not is it just stories? Is it just movies? It's not those things aren't those things aren't so black and white and yeah it's just uh it's really it's really hard i mean we we try to be really honest with uh because you know my son a four-year-old almost four asks a lot of questions as you may imagine and you know you try to be as honest as you can about about things and try not to be weird about when they ask weird questions like my son uh asked um you know he asks which which animals poop (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, well, they all poop. And then we had to get into that for a minute. And you just, that's a weird conversation to have, but you try yeah. to, you try to, you try to be, you, it's information he needed at the time. And so I wanted to be honest, but then he asked other questions about things like, do, do, do animals die? Do fish die? Do people die? And then you, you, so they ask these questions and you want, and you say yes. And then that opens up these other, these other issues that maybe they're not ready to, t- to, to tackle. Maybe they're not ready to take on, or maybe you aren't ready as a parent to, to you know explain but these more intricate things war and terrorism and good and evil is uh certainly not something i'm ready to tackle with my kids but if yeah if if people have have done that or or are having those conversations today we'd love to hear how how those conversations went. Uh, the phone lines are open, star 9898-604-280-9898-1877-399-9898. You can also call or text the buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ. That's 2899. Uh, we have Chris on the line. Chris, hello. Good. Hi, how are you? Good. Your thoughts on this? 
Um, I think it just comes down to the children, really. Um, I have a nine, well, she's going to be nine this year. I have a nine-year-old daughter, and she's pretty mature for her age, but there are some subjects that have come up in the past, um, relatives dying of cancer or whatever the case is, that uh, kind of take her into a tailspin, right? Um, But she also, coming through that, has realized that that's just part of life. Um, I have a three-year-old son, too, and, you know, right now he's just in the communication stage. Um, So I don't even think about that yet. So a four-year-old son, for Tim, you know, it's probably you kind of let, you just educate them the best that you can based on things that have already happened. Mm -hmm. And then I think that kids eventually kind of catch on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's been my experience so far and maybe read some Buddhism stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, Have you ever been to, it's not just, you know, things that happen, in uh, terrorist attacks or, or other parts of the world. Have you ever been to the Vancouver Police Museum? No. Okay, I took my nephews one year on spring break because I thought it would be a great outing. Sure. Please. They didn't sleep for weeks. Oh, no. I opened the biggest can of worms. I, and I didn't think they were too young. Right. But if you go to the museum, it's a great museum, but it goes through all of these crimes of Vancouver. It's recreated the crime scenes. Oh. And they're gruesome. Uh, you know, it's the babes in the woods. It's the kids' skulls that were found in oh, Stanley God. Park. It's a woman who was bludgeoned to death in her bed at night. My nephew didn't sleep because he thought that people were going to break into his house and bludgeon him to death in the, in the middle of the night. <laughs> it was horrible. And I realized walking away, I, I, and it literally took weeks to, to calm him down. Yeah, no bet. one's going to break into the house. These were horrible stories. It was part of Vancouver's history, but not a good... And there's a makeshift morgue there. Oh, wow. Doesn't, doesn't sit well with kids no, if, that's, if they're imagine. getting it all at, the, at, all at once. Yeah, I, that's, I, guess that's, I guess that's just it. You need to know your kids... And you need to give them whatever pieces they can handle whenever as they yeah. as they get older. I guess is 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 the key to that that. But it's you know part of me wants to shield them as long as I can from this stuff, right? But then other parts of me want to make sure that they, you know, are educated global citizens that they're not just seeing things from a you know our North American kind of privileged point of view. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Being a parent's hard. (laughs) On that note, we'll take one more break and continue parenting with Tim. If you want to give us a call, by all means, uh, the open lines uh, are open. And you can also call our buzz line. So we will continue just after this. 1244, 15 minutes away from the federal budget being released. We will bring that to you live as the details come our way. But we are now continuing Parenting with Tim, talking today about how do you tell your kids about world events, especially when they are not good events. Uh, We're talking about uh, the terrorist bombings in Brussels today. If kids have questions, do you straight up tell them what happened? Depending on what age the kids are, I guess it really does come down to the parent. You've got to read your own kid, know what your kid is ready for yeah what can what what they can handle and are they able to interpret kind of the uh, the intricacies of the story like do they are they able to understand the levels and what it means and all that yeah i've got a um, tweet on the buzz line saying uh, regarding terror children should not be exposed to the news so far we are okay here keep the tv off wow hmm. that's an interesting way to go no news at all no news at all i wonder i wonder how old the kids are 
I would agree up until I don't even know what age. But, but yeah, a two-year-old doesn't need to be watching the no, television sure. news, nor no. probably shouldn't be. No, absolutely. No, but. absolutely. I, I 100% agree <laughs> with that. That's. But I, when when do you make that transition? Uh-huh. Like, hey, you didn't know there was stuff going on in the world, but here it all is. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a call. Uh, Erica is on the line. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Um, I believe we should shelter our t- small children from the events in the world. Uh, but I do believe that when they get older and they see something and they ask that we should answer in uh, in a form that they can understand. But I also believe that our children should become citizens of the world. I think that's sorely lacking in the U.S. But Canadians are more inclined to be citizens of the world. And I believe that age where we can openly speak with our children about these political and religious things would be after 12. After 12. All right, Erica, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, If anybody else wants to join the conversation, star 9898 on your cell phone. 604-280-9898 if you want to call us that way. There's also 331-BUZZ, a great way to leave a message if you would like to. We'll take one more call. Uh, Barry is on the line. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Um, I have three kids. i got a 13, an 11, and an 8-year-old. So I've I've gone through this. My wife and I were both kind of news junkies. We... uh, we keep the news on a lot, and what I found, and I, you know, everybody's different, like you said, you know, you have to reach a kid, is that the kids will sort of um, bring themselves into the conversation when they're ready to, you know, and we just openly discuss what's going on, and I, I think, personally, that it brings down the fear level, because when you explain it, um, and then when they, if you allow for an open discourse to happen, when they are curious about it, then it allows for full understanding. Instead of having a situation where they've heard something and they don't know how to bring it up, or there isn't an open discourse in your family because, oh, you don't want to talk about that, or you shouldn't talk about those things in front of kids. I think that's where fear is bred. And uh, in my experience, you know, my kids don't live in fear, but yet we watch the news, we see the terrorist attacks, you know, we, we see what happens. And we can explain it to them. And as a matter of fact, I also think that it allows for an intelligent conversation on your own. Like, try to explain to a kid about terrorism without making the USA or Canada partially to blame with it. You know, it's, it's, it's almost impossible if you have an honest, intelligent conversation about it. All right, Barry, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. And, uh, and, and that's true. And Tim, you made this point earlier, uh, parents lying to their kids. I know you were kind of kidding, but it's true. I mean, look at Elf on the Shelf. Look at all of the things that parents do uh, with their kids. Those aren't, well, hopefully your child's not listening, but <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. Parents know what I'm saying here, but but, but we do. And there there's, there are things that, that you get away with when kids are little, but there comes a time, and I tend to agree with our last caller, uh, you can have those open conversations. And it makes you think also yeah. of how you understand it and, and making sure, I hope, that you're giving your kids to bal- kids a balanced explanation of things. Yeah, I think, too, I think uh, to, to comment what Barry said, I mean, that, that sounds like great advice. And I think if you have to boil it down to, a, to the simplest terms to make sure that they understand it, well, that might clarify your understanding of it as well. That's that's uh, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. We're, lear- we're all learning things here today. Learning, it's learning. unbelievable. Yes. All right. Well, that was Parenting with Tim.
Thanks, Jill. Yes, thank you. We'll take a break. Uh, The very latest on what's happening uh, in Brussels coming up next. We'll also get ready the federal budget coming our way at 1 p.m. We'll have all of the news nuggets from that as well. Stick with us here on The Simi Sarah Show. This is News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.